Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Coffee with Casey. This is a sip of Coffee with Casey, and this is the buyer edition, where we're going to talk about what buyers need to know when they're out in the market. And with me today, I, I, it's pretty funny, we've got a great threesome today. We've got the old, we've got the young, and we've got the middle. So the Medium. Uh, uh, medium, someone <laughs> right in the middle. So what we're going to talk about is, is buying that house. Um, and there's different phases of buying. You know, there's an introduction buying where you're going to buy your first place. There's your, your move-up house where you're going to buy a single-family detached for the first time. Then you're going to talk about buying the, um, the forever home, which is where you're going to raise your kids through high school, and you're going to be the cool dad, and you're going to have everybody in the basement playing it cool. And then there's a, the last phase is when everybody's gone, they're off to college, you're getting married. Then you start thinking about yourself again, and you look to buy down. So there's all those phases that we deal with in our relationship. But basically the overall reason why people buy real estate and always has been and always will be is a hedge against inflation. And it's funny, Billy and I are in a conversation about, you know, well, between 2012 to 2020, what's happened. It's, that's not what you want to think about. You want to think about a 30-year plan. So you want to think broad. So for example, a 200 and uh, $75,000 home back in 1988 currently sells for about eight hundred and fifty to $900,000. So over that 30-year period of time, you've paid down your mortgage, you owe nothing, your house is worth $850,000, $900,000. When the kids are gone and you sell it, now you're moving away to a five dollars $600,000 house right. or whatever where you can pay cash. Because our real goal, whether you're going to retire or not, is drive your debt down, drive your equity up. So real estate is a major component of how you get involved in that and, and what the true benefits are. And I guess, you know, the, the good thing about having Billy here is Billy's on the introduction cycle right. because Billy, like a lot of people, young, live where he wants to live, live in Arlington, right. it's cool, it's hip. Right. Um, and then eventually you get to 30, 32 years old and a couple things drive your first buying Right, situation. and the first thing that drives us is, is typically marriage. Right. Finding yeah. a partner um, or, or having a child. Right. Um, but just kind of on the why we would buy at my age is pride of ownership, right? Where I, I have something that is it's mine, I'm paying for it to, to be mine. I can paint my wall. I don't need to ask the, the landlord um, if I can paint a certain color. Um, and also, we're not wasting money, right? I'm not paying rent. I'm paying towards a mortgage where one day it's, it's going to be mine. I'm, I'm establishing equity. You're, start, you're starting the process of you're right. buying down the mortgage as yep. opposed to paying money to a landlord. and then To pay his money. mortgage and, and his taxes. So kind of the reason why we're all here is Billy comes from a different perspective. And, and Mike, uh, Filan, whenever we have a buyer, their first stop is with the lender. You know, We start talking about what can you buy, how do you buy, what's the smartest strategy for buying, so Mike Filan is from First Heritage, been with me since 2007, I believe, through everything. I think yeah. you started with SunTrust, you worked your way around. But, you know, we use Mike and First Heritage because they're a correspondent lender. There's three things you can use, a correspondent lender, a broker, or a bank. The best is correspondent lenders. They're more flexible, they have better rates, very professional people that work there, and um, you guys close your own loans, so it makes it a lot easier on everybody. Absolutely. So. so you know, let's start at the beginning when we start with our introduction house. The first stop is you. Let's talk about getting pre-qualified for a loan. 
Certainly, when, when we start talking to a client and we're looking to see what they are, are buying and, and how they want to buy it, the first thing that typically comes to mind is down payment. So if it's a first-time home buyer, typically they don't have much for a down payment. Um, you know, we go through different options to see what they do have. If they are a veteran and have eligibility to uh, do 100% through VA financing. Right. Um, we also talk about if their parents might be willing to help them with a gift. Um, and we also look at, through the state of Virginia, uh, VHDA first-time homebuyer programs, which enable zero down, 100% financing. Um, it's funny because a couple months ago, your daughter Kelly and yeah. I did a purchase together where the buyer put a $1,500 earnest money deposit down. We figured out all of the closing costs and everything. They got a closing cost credit, credit, credit. from the seller, and they got like $1,350 of that $1,500 deposit back at closing. Right. Which, when you're looking at running bucks. a new prop, you know, running a new property, uh, you know, your security deposit as well as your first month's rent could be, you know, five thousand. So there's two more. ways you look at. One is let's go with little money down if we have no resources. Certainly. Let's talk about the best way to buy. The best way to buy the the, the most practical way is to put up twenty percent. Correct. We get the lowest interest rate. You don't pay private mortgage insurance, which is an expense of putting down a little amount of money. So higher rates on so you can drive that down. Now <clears throat> one of the experiences that we have as as realtors is Working with the parents to say, look, this is not a, this is not a gift. It's not a, hey, <coughs> this is a business deal. They're getting 1% or 2% on their money, whereas if they take that money and lend it, to, lend it or give it to you, but they give it to you, you can pay them an interest rate that's in excess of what they're getting right now. It's good for them. It's good for Oops. you because you get the lower interest rate, you know, and, and you get the best terms. So of families with means put up the 20% or, or have a business relationship, which we broke or work with the parents and the kids. Certainly. How do we do that? The house is sold, they get their money back, percentage of interest, or you can pay them on a monthly basis or whatever, however you sure. want to work that out with the parents. So there's no money down options. There's very little money down options. And then there's the most practical options that if you have it available to you, yeah. that's what it is. Absolutely. So how do you work on, um, first of all, let me just say one thing to the buyers. The most important thing about meeting with Mike first, first thing he does is run credit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and for somebody that even has good credit, we, we can look at, um, I can run credit analyzers and see, all right, they have, for example, a 720 credit score. But when I run this credit analyzer, it says, all right, well, if you just pay down a couple hundred dollars on this credit card and a couple hundred dollars on this one, your anticipated credit score might be over a 760. And that gives them much better financing terms. Better rates. Right. Better more rates. programs. Yeah, more, more options. Programs. Absolutely. If there's a mortgage insurance premium, the premium will be lower. So the terms are much better. So your credit score can go up and down like this. And really, if you just certainly. pay certain things off, you push it up. So uh, one of the assets that I don't, I don't think people take advantage of enough is a lender is able to help you with your credit. The higher your credit, the lower your rate, okay? So now let's talk about income. And a lot of people don't know if you can explain PITI, uh, uh, Principal Interest Tax and Insurance Payment. A lot of that is a tax deduction. Absolutely. And you can get a percentage of that money back. For sure. So for example, 
If you're paying per year about $15,000 total in your mortgage interest plus your property taxes that you pay, and you're in a 33% tax bracket, which is one third, right. that's a $5,000 savings per year in real dollars when you're, you're writing that off. So on a monthly basis, yeah. that's about $420 a month in actual dollar for dollar savings that you're, you're gaining. And the government helps you pay for that because you can go to your HR department. I think it's a W-4, w-4 form. W-4. You fill out a W-4 form, uh, W-4 form, you claim more deductions, and that entitles you to bring home that $400 a month. So, in fact, a, a $3,000 mortgage payment may only cost you net $2,600 a month. Right. Correct. Okay? And, and that's the way you need to look at your mortgage. So you don't compare rent $2,500 to mortgage $2,500. You would compare mortgage of or rent of $2,500 to mortgage of maybe $3,000. Right. Correct. Yeah. And a chunk of that also is going to the principal balance as well. Yeah. Right. So it's even Increasing your equity, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it is. And, and again, our goal here is equity up, debt down. And this is where we want to be in 30 years. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of you don't are thinking for today, but this is the way you have to start thinking. Now, right. now you're in big boy land. Now it's time to really think about the future. So let's also talk about, um, Mike, um, when we get that money back, that's going to determine how much house we're looking for. So somebody goes, how much house do you want? I don't know, 400, 500, 600. We start with income. Absolutely. Yeah. So when, when we're looking at income and we take the big picture of somebody's income, their total picture for their salaries, or if they have any side jobs, those kinds of things, the maximum debt ratio for most programs that we're looking at is uh, a 45%. So any student loans, car, car payments, payments. Uh, credit card payments, as well as their new housing payment. So total debt, including mortgage payment, cannot exceed 45% of their gross monthly income. Correct. So if they make $10,000 a month, we're looking at total debts to be $4,500 a month or less. Okay. All right. So when you back out what other things you owe, you come to your mortgage payment can be $3,400. Right. Correct. Yeah. Traditionally, 33 to 35% is kind of the range that people um, ideally want to be in right. their house. Exactly. Right. Where they're Front not, ratio. they feel comfortable with. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So, so at that point, we look at what's the mortgage you can get or you feel comfortable with For paying. Sure. And then with that, you add on your down payment and then you arrive at what number you want. So when you come to Billy, then you say, Where are we going? I can afford $350,000. I can afford $500,000. My wife's income and I can jointly afford X amount of dollars. So let, let me just ask you one thing before we leave the financing side. If I have a fiance girlfriend and I want to buy a house jointly with them, we're planning on getting married. We want to buy it before we get married. Okay. Sure. Um, both those incomes, are they qualified? I mean, does that um, uh, put them in a different kind of financing group or do they still have favorable financing with 20% down? They still have favorable financing. Just co-buyers. Correct. Mm-hmm. So they can just do like it a married fiance. couple. Right. Correct. And then when they get married, they'll change the deed to uh, 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 tenths by the entirety because now they have right to survivorship. So there's a way you take the deed. Absolutely. Okay. So that doesn't really affect us. So now <clears throat> we've got our dollar amount. We're pre-qualified. We're ready to go. Right. We're getting our income or our, our debt ratios down so we can have a higher credit score and lower interest rates. Absolutely. So, Billy, let's talk about some of the thresholds of why people are going out there. We mentioned 
uh, marriage and death. Uh, death. We, marriage and death. Uh, marriage and death. <laughs> <laughs> Not death, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, geez. We but marriage got, and... We just uh, got married and already we're dead. <laughs> and having kids, right? Birth and marriage. Yeah. That's one reason that really sparks everybody to get into the And market. And after uh, the buyer goes and talks with Mike, well, typically they'll come to me or you first, and then we hand them off to Mike, then we go back to me, and we figure out how much we can afford and now where we're going to go. Right. Right. So the Census Bureau we always talk about is 30 to 35 minutes west or away from your home. Right. Um, so if you're working in D.C., if you're working in Arlington, 30 minutes to the west is typically, you know, the west side of Falls Church, Vienna, Oakton, Fairfax, in that range. If right. you're working in Tyson's, right. 35 minutes might be Ashburn. Ashburn. Where we can get a, a, a whole lot more in Ashburn than we can down in Arlington. And, right? and the reason for the 30 to 45 minutes is your tolerance yeah, the for, tolerance. The tolerance for traffic. traffic. You know, waking up 30 minutes some earlier. Some people don't mind driving. And now we're talking about needs. What are your needs? Right. Are your needs schools? schools. You've got to really find good school districts. If you're buying single-family detached homes, make sure you're in a good school district. Okay? Yeah. And Elementary schools. Right. Elementary right. schools are the key. And, you can, and it's not just greatschools.com. You really want to talk to people that know what good elementary schools yeah. are. Let me give you an example, yeah, yeah. Billy. Let's take in Vienna, there may be a lower rated elementary school over a higher rated, and the prices may be $50,000 less in the lower one. Right. Well, if you have kids that aren't in elementary school, go there and buy your house because you can buy a house for less. You're going to sell it for less, but you can buy it for less. Right. Or if you're, you know, so if your kids are in high school already, yeah. buy where you don't pay a premium to be in an elementary exactly. school. Exactly. But if you do have kids, the two to five to six year olds, you're right. going to need to buy in a good Yeah, place. and it's, it's funny. I'm working with a client right now. We're in the 1-5-ish range. And if we go to one elementary school in Vienna, we can get a lot nicer of a home than if we're in another elementary school right. in Vienna. So, so it's just a trade-off. Trade-off, you know, do, do I want uh, a 2017 build that's 5,000 square feet? Right. Or do I want something that might be a little bit older and a little bit smaller, but I'm in the, that better elementary school and I'm closer into town? But your guidelines are usually you want to go west, where west. you can buy more homes. Right. A $750,000 property in Arlington is not a $750,000 no. property in Oakton. It's bigger. So, so you're basically starting with not your wants, because remember, it's marriage and kids. So now it's needs. Needs. You know, it's called, you know, it's called parenthood. <laughs> you know? right. No yeah. longer do you get what you want. You only get what you need. Right. So now you need a bigger house, you need a yard, you need a better elementary school. Community and, feel. And that's where, really where you focus with your realtor on what exactly are my needs. And then you get the highest and best property right. in that area that suits your needs. Yep. You know? and, and a lot of times, like now, you have Arlington. Let's talk with Arlington because that's where you live. Right. You know, and the Amazon effect is, yeah. is hitting in Arlington pretty hard right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of your kids, are, you know, a lot of the... Uh, um, you know, young people getting moved out because yeah. their rents are increasing. Rents are increasing, yeah. So what's going on down there? Well, I mean, I, they've been talking about the displacement rate, but um, I think they were saying something like 25% is the uh, raise in rents right now. So if you were paying $2,000, you're paying $2,500 now. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's really like, that's really pushing people out. Um, right. You know, into the Sherlington, into the Boston, which is great spots too. Um, you know, if you're looking in Clarendon or, or, or Roslyn, um, it's pushing people uh, down uh, 95 in, in Sherlington or, or out to Boston um, or a little bit. For, exactly. Ripple, the ripple effect is starting to move it further west. Yep. 
And a lot of people that when, you know, we do a lot of work in Vienna, and so our feeder group is Arlington, Alexandria, D.C., right. and this kind of perpetuates that because, you know, if the rents are going up, they're like, you know, now's the time That's to make time. our move out to a Vienna or Falls Church. And the great things about Vienna, Tyson's, and even Reston now is that the metro still brings you back down into right. Arlington and, and D.C., so you don't really have to drive. I mean, you just hop on the Silver or the Orange Line, right. and you're right back down into Clarendon or... So that's kind, of, that's kind of the analysis that goes through and the process that you have is we're thinking long-term. Right. We want to pay down our debt, raise our equity. We want to buy for our needs. We want to talk to our lenders about what we can afford and where we want to buy. Okay. Then we seriously go out. Let's talk about some inventory. As listing agents, and I'm primarily a listing agent, Billy is, works on my team and he's primarily a buyer agent too. Mm -hmm. He, he, you know, my agents do both. They work with my listings, but they're there to deal with the buyers coming in and they work with buyers, uh, you know, on an yeah. ongoing basis. So let's talk about when we go out looking for properties, there are properties on the market. There's properties that came off the market. There's a, what we call a shadow inventory. So when you're dealing with our buyer agents, we're also looking at the shadow inventory. This home was on the market, was overpriced and pulled off. Well, that list, we keep that list. Right. We know you want right. to sell, yeah. and we're just the people to price the house exactly where it should be. So when buyers work with us, we know what the house's values are. So we'll go back in, we'll prove the value, and we may be able to buy a house. So it's just overpriced. Yeah. We just need to convince the seller what the price sometimes is. Sometimes it's overpriced, and also sometimes it's just not in a great condition. Right. Right? It looks right. like 1980. Right. Well, hey, guess what? On the sell side, we can make a lot of money if we update. On the buy side... Let's go buy that property and let's put $10,000 into it and let's increase the value $60,000. What Billy's talking about right yeah. now, you want to listen to one of our Coffee with Casey's called Update Your Home. And if the seller doesn't do it, buy it. Yeah. Okay? Because if you put cosmetic items into a house, you get six times your investment. So that's in a whole different story. But let's talk about other shadow inventory right now. There are coming soon, property coming on. We have eight or 10 properties that are going to be listed on January the 15th. That's called shadow inventory. We're the largest uh, team, volume-wise, in the Dulles Carter and the Route 66 Carter. So we have a lot of, we do a lot of listings every year. That's a shadow inventory and things you want to look at. So if you're looking to buy, you want to contact Billy and uh, number? 703-380-0255. Okay, good place to start. Billy's really going to send you to Mike Filan. If you're working with somebody else, you need a good lender, Mike, your number is? It's 703-899-8720. Great. And in the long scheme of things, it is time to buy. Prices are where they were in 2007. Interest, Interest rates, rates are very are low. low. The employment centers are coming in and property values are going up. It's a good time to get in the market. My name is Casey Sampson. Thanks for visiting with us on Coffee with Casey. And don't forget to watch the Update Your Home. You can use it as a buyer or as a seller. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks.